Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to another BritFlix.com podcast. My name's Stuart Wright. Welcome to the show, Ross Boyos. How are you? Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm uh, doing surprisingly well, actually, given the, the, the last few months. Uh, how about yourself? Ditto. And I think what we should say, for those listening to this in 2025, uh, it's 2020 and we're 100 plus days into lockdown, stroke, flibbity flibbity, whatever the Tories are advising this week. We've not come here to talk about the state of COVID because there are films being released, one of which is your movie, I Am Vengeance Retaliation. Congratulations on the movie. I'm, uh, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing wild hysterical press everywhere. The Guardian, no less, Ross. The Guardian <laughs> are telling us it's pure-hearted passion for movie making. And a friend of the podcast and where the podcast will end up, some of you listening may even be clicking on their page now, is, um, is Nerdly. Phil oh. Wheat is a very good friend, often my neighbour at Fright Fest when he comes down to London. And he was, I mean, he was already very, he was already excited about Iron Vengeance, the first one in this, uh, in this, I'm guessing, series of films, or is this, is it just a two? It is, I mean, no, well, I mean, it is somewhat becoming the franchise, uh, which was very exciting. And, and on that, when we made the first one, uh, variously known as Vengeance and I Am Vengeance and some other titles across the world, um, it was in our mind, possibly. Like, like in no, in, in in fairly simple terms, the idea was kind of a British Punisher. Okay. You know, it, well, before it we get into that, before it. we get into those mm. details, then because it's out now, so tell people what I Am Vengeance Retaliation is all about. So give us a brief synopsis. Brilliant. Okay, so I Am Vengeance Retaliation uh, is the sequel to Vengeance or I Am Vengeance. You don't need to have seen the first film to understand it, though. Uh, we we were very. That was one of the specific aims on the script, uh, but you don't need to understand it. Uh, but the story is uh, ex-Special Forces operative, who is now uh, essentially off the grid and operating as a soldier of fortune. His name's John Gold, uh, played, played by Stu Bennett, uh, is tracked down by his former handler, uh, Frost, played by Mark Griffin, uh, to essentially kind of come back into the fold and track down the man who betrayed Gold's team some years ago. Uh, yeah, the character's name is Sean Teague, played by Vinnie Jones. And essentially, Sean Teague, uh, kind of on a mission in Eastern Europe some years ago, essentially betrayed the team. A bunch of them got killed. This is what meant, made uh, Gold go off-grid. Uh, 
they assumed that uh, Teague was dead. They have uh, found him to have resurfaced recently. So essentially, uh, Gold is convinced to uh, come and bring Teague to justice. He'd like to kill him, really, to be honest. But he's convinced that if he brings Teague in alive, uh, back to like military for uh, sentencing, that uh, he can then kind of have his life back again. He can kind of you know become a real person again and not be off grid and be hunted by the government. What is it, Ross, with these soldiers who who obviously start off life following orders and being good soldiers and be you know a very a deadly but for a good cause? What turns them? Film scripts, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think I genuinely think it's film scripts. Or TV shows. I mean, the A Team is another very obvious example in, a, in, in, in perhaps a lighter frame of mind. Um, I guess it's probably the job we should find. We should. We need to find some renegade soldiers. Yeah, yeah. We need to find some A grade, A grade soldiers that became the soldier of fortune gone bad. Because it is. I guess it's. You do it for honour, don't you? Honour in your country, and then when you do it for money, you're just doing it for the highest bidder, aren't you? Essentially, yes. Um, and that, that was one of the things that behind John Gold, the lead character, was he he still has a code. Tell the audience then what's because John John Gold is this is is the the central character of this movie. So yeah. what where when, when you and 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 what I should say is is we're gonna after we've had a talk about this film we're gonna do Ross's five great action movies. Just cutting in to say yes, there is a podcast of five great action movies, but that's to come. The conversation with Ross, I've split into two. So the first half, which is what you're listening to, is discussing the film I Am Vengeance. And podcast two of two with Ross will be five great action movies. Back to the show. One thing I do know about Ross is, having made these movies, is he doesn't make these just because he's got this film to make. He makes them because he bloody loves this genre. The, I mean, it's interesting. To, the action thriller is what I thought, but then I saw on your on your IMDb for for retaliation, it just says action. I guess I mean in the end we don't always get to decide what what genre film is as a, as a filmmaker. Uh, and actually, to be fair, the sequel is a different kind of movie. Yeah, before we get into too much detail, the, the the sequel there was a couple of things behind the sequel in terms of what are we going to do for a sequel, and one of one of them was the, because the original film was a revenge thriller with action. I mean, the, the essential pitch for the first film is get Carter meets Commando to a degree, uh, and perhaps there's a contemporary Western in there somewhere too. Maybe there's a bit more there. He was kind of coming back to where he was from, like he was back yeah. to his roots, bumping yeah. into old buddies who'd gone bad and fights outside pubs and stuff and things, if I remember rightly. Yeah, it was kind of, um, there was that Britishness, if you like, injected through it, but the idea was to still make a an internationally accessible film without getting too business-like here. Uh, so, so one of the aims for Retaliation was to change the genre up in terms of, and I'll, you know, let's put this into parentheses, bigger and better. So, so when you're going bigger and better in an action movie, essentially you are looking at more set pieces, different fight choreography, more explosions, you know, different chases, all of that stuff. Uh, and that kind of lended itself to partly more of a team movie, like an action, like a strike force. Like a team movie, more expendables. Like if you like, so ensemble, so you're era. talking ensemble cast, aren't you? Then yeah, ensemble, an ensemble thing. Oh, obviously, gold is still the lead, and mm-hmm. that's critical. Yeah. But you've essentially kind of got a good guy team and a bad guy team, and there was kind yeah, of that yeah, dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Well, Fast um, and Furious do yeah. that, don't they? That's their, that's them. Yeah, <laughs> there was a little touchstone in some of that, particularly the Fast and Furious films from um, five onwards when The Rock joined, and you kind of have this kind of this team aspect. Um, 
and 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 again that kind of lent itself to if you like wilder fight scenes different kinds of choreo different kinds of characters interacting in those fights and shootouts and so forth so so i can kind of see why why someone would label it action rather than thriller this time in terms of it it's more of a kind of a chase action movie when you did the first one you weren't you weren't doing it with the second one in mind were you no the reason i asked that is because is you because you as the writer director You've you've gone. Hey, we've had some success with the first one. Let's see if we can we can we can expand on that. So when you sit down with a blank bit of paper and there's already been a film, and you've got this character Jack uh, Jack John, Jack John Gold, um, wh- how do you how do you solve the problem where there's already stuff that exists and give us something new and exciting? What was what was your process there as a, as a writer? I mean, we kind of started, if you like, with the aims of what you would do as a sequel. And, and that looked that could go in any direction, kind of. But, you know, you could just do more of the same in many ways, having tracked track ourselves. But we really wanted to kind of veer into, dare I say, bigger and better territory. I mean, hence getting someone like Vinny Jones to play the lead villain. Um, expanding, if you like, the scale of everything. Um, it was great to bring back Mark Griffin, who played Frost, although he's virtually unrecognisable from the first movie. But we liked that connection to the first film, and we kind of used him to bring gold into this, you know, into, into this new uh, mission, mm. really. Um, so, so that was one thing. But the second thing, well, but the two main aims were bigger and better, mm-hmm. uh, and then the other aim was expand on Gold's character. In the first film, he's very insular. He bounces off a few characters, but he's still very kind of, you know, taciturn man on a mission, killing machine yeah, he's, 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 he's modern day Shane isn't he yeah thank you that's that's one of the little comparisons one of the influences for sure mm. um, and and there was the fact that it was a small town so it kind of had the, no, the no, comparison sure, of sure. a western yeah, yeah, yeah sure. so so what we wanted to do for the sequel was have gold bounce off more characters so you've got the team obviously you've got the, the double act of Lynch and Shapiro who are I don't want to call them comic relief because that's not really what they are but they are certainly light, lighter in spirit if you like while still being professional soldiers but then also we have gold bounce off Teague you know Stu and Billy bouncing off each other in, the, in a more serious way in terms of their acrimonious relationship and we, we were very specific about we didn't want to bring all of it out we don't want to get into lots of details of their background but the way they interact with each other particularly there's a fight in an alleyway like in the middle of the movie where you're getting kind of the to and fro of why somewhat why teague betrayed gold and gold's reaction to that if you like without mm. without without some spoon feeding it without saying you did this you did that or anything like that I get you. so so but, but the point being is we wanted to use the characters to bring out somewhat more of gold character uh, and obviously have Stu rise to that challenge as well in terms of the lighter moments, uh, the warmer moments, some more humour in it for him. So in that, so in that uh, sense, Ross, are you, when, you're, when you're preparing this then, are you kind of going, okay, if this is who he is from what we understand from the first one, yeah. what other influences going back in his life can we bring into the f- present? Yes. That, that, and I mean, that are plausible, yeah, as it yeah. were, not just like, let's just give yeah, him lots just... of bloody trauma. But... No, no, and and some of that would be easy. To, you could you could do that kind of baseline of of like bad things have happened, right? Um, we did draw on. There's a moment in the first movie where where one of the bad guys, you know, they've done kind of like a, they found out what they can about gold, and yeah, you know, he he went he disappeared five years ago. You know, all of that stuff. So we were kind of drawing a little bit on what that might have been, and why and why he might have done it. Without going into too many details, because obviously you, you, you really want the... I don't know about you, I like the characters of a movie to live in the present. I don't like too many flashbacks. There was one draft 
there was a draft of this where we had some like there was a draft of this early on where it was like let's see everything going wrong you know like see see even if it's flashes of it and early on we were like just keep moving forward i just i don't know about you i find it i find films that, that try to do too many flashbacks kind of distracting there's the model ones like a kind of goodfellas or a, mm. or a reservoir dogs and then there's loads of other ones mm. which is i need to fill in the gaps in my story so i'll have a flashback and then you're kind of like yeah we're not going forward here are we kids so yeah action film let's let me kick you forward um if you're doing bigger and better just to give people a little a little snippet of uh, a tease what what What's a bigger and better thing in this one that you kind of that you that you kind of achieve that would have been a bit fanciful on the first one? Um, I mean, without, I mean, if we take uh, some broad strokes for production design in general, production design, no, no, tell, yeah. great, no, tell me great. What. But the, the second film, it was the second film. It, there was so much more work to do uh, in terms of like the scale of it. There's a there's a sequence in a hangar at the end of the movie where there's like five fights happening at the same time, and it was critical that our production design kind of like creative quadrants in this hangar to make sure that we could, because obviously you're not filming it all at the same time, you know, you've got characters for a certain amount of time. So it was important that we could kind of cut between these sequences happening essentially in the same space. So that was a bit of geography and it, it kind of adds more scale to it. Uh, we have certain explosions in the movie, including a, a plane at the end that explodes. Um, yeah, so there's certain amount of, if you like increased scale and, and again an exploding airplane in the first film would have just been well, why have you done that <laughs> it just it's just i mean it'd be it would be great but why, why are you doing that so there was something about the overall scale the, the number of fights i mean there are 19 fights in the film in the sequel for the budding really. action filmmaker listening in now <clears throat> those those <clears throat> 19 those 19 fights um for i don't know for for what might be a kind of two and a half three minute sequence on film mm. how much time are you having to dedicate to the prep and the execution of that to I get mean, those two and a half minutes yeah. on screen say i mean very few of the fights went to that duration uh because there's just a lot going on in the 82 minutes <laughs> there's a lot just a lot happening um the one of the best things here or sorry one of the most important things to talk about first of all the crew just worked there passes off cinematographer Simon Rowling and his team and, and, and John Quinn of the sound like everybody but in terms of the action as well we had Tim Mann just the most amazing fight choreographer done a bunch of bunch of Scott Adkins films as well as plenty of other movies uh, and also in terms of stunts we had Dominic Kinnaird and Dan Stiles both of whom were fantastic very collaborative obviously brilliant at keeping people safe uh, and again they've had a, a lot of experience working at all different budget levels same with Tim so they know the deal kind of going in in terms of we have this much time. We need to get it done. Tim, pre-coming pre to the shoot, Tim was able to pre-vis a certain amount of fights. Not all of them, nearly. Like he did a whole bunch of them very quickly uh, with his own team. So, of course, he could use the pre-vis videos. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, this means he would choreograph a fight with a, a team of his, his guys uh, and film them, whether it's on an iPhone or, you know, or a, a camera, or whatever, whatever it is. Cut them together very, very swiftly, very economically. Uh, and leaving room for you know the story beats and dialogue because all the fights have bits of dialogue and story. Yeah. It's all about story in the end, including the fighting. So he would preview all of that, and then um, uh, and then but he obviously could use that to communicate partly to rehearsing the actors and partly to the crew, particularly obviously Simon in terms of uh, cinematography and and his team. Uh, just you know where how we're going to break this down. Yeah, because some sometimes depending on lighting and time and and so forth. We would, 
sometimes have to shoot the fights completely out of order in terms of uh, each sequence because you might decide well because you might decide to shoot out one angle before moving everything around for example so what we don't do shooting fights and again this is some this might be a useful piece of advice no 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 never shoot a fight yeah never shoot a fight scene ever uh with coverage like like don't shoot the whole fight from different angles and then figure it out and get it figure it out like get yourself some get yourself some options when you're shooting but basically just understand the pieces that you need to make it block it like a normal drama scene almost really it, uh, i mean i i genuinely think fights are the same as anything else like conversation i really do like conversations and and and, and any other kind of sequence because you're still you should be telling story Everyone in the fight is a character, even if they're what we call canon fodder type characters, you know, running in and getting hit. Who are they? What kind of skills do they have? What kind of training have they had? You know, the people, the, the short version of this is I tend to say that um, if 10 different people attack Stu as John Gold, they should be, they should have 10 different backgrounds. So, I mean, they might be, they might have similar training, like they might be in the same army unit or something, but they've all come from different places. So one guy might be a Muay Thai guy. One guy might just be a close quarters combat guy or a jujitsu guy or whatever, right? They all have different training and therefore would attack different ways. And then in response to that, gold or any of the characters should respond differently, whether it's duck, ducking something, whether it's, you know, taking the hit and you know, whatever, whatever. Um, it's all, it, Fight scenes are just as much story and character as any other part of the, the movie. So, so just in terms of that, then, so we would use the previsits to break down how we we're going to shoot it, depending on how much time we had. You know, we obviously we worked with our first AD, who was amazing. Marius was incredible, um, and and then you break it down, and you, the whole point is, in theory, you could film parts of a fight. Every time you film that part, you can forget it. You just don't need to worry about it anymore. You do, you shouldn't have to have your actors thinking, "I've got to do this two minute fight from this angle, then that angle, then above, then below." You know, like it just it's just wearing people out, and it's a waste of time. So Stu Bennett is John Gold, and people who've seen the first one recognise him immediately. He is a uh, quite the imposing fella. Uh, he's uh, he's, <laughs> he's the, a unit. He's I was he going to say he is the proverbial uh, brick wall. Um, so, so Ross, so does he do what you tell him to do? <laughs> well, just uh, again for people who don't know who, who don't know my proportions, I I come up to roughly Stu's nipples. Stu, like dare I say, a number of wrestling uh, professional wrestlers that I've met, uh, Stu is a consummate professional. So you know he's performed nightly to thousands, if not millions, of people across you know like in WWE and so forth. Um, he again, much like a lot of the, the wrestlers that, I, that I'm aware of. Is super talented, but you know what? Super humble, modest, um, collaborative. Uh, he has his own ideas, so we do discuss those. It's not just, you know, I, I'm a collaborative filmmaker. I'm the director, and right, whatever. But I, I always think it's important to bring you. You should always try and use people who are better than you. I, I hope that doesn't sound weird. I genuinely think, you know, like Simon's DOP is am- like just amazing. You know, like 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 I'm just using him as an example. You should surround yourself with people who just do everything. To do their jobs better than you, you know, and it makes you raise your game. And I really thoroughly believe it. I've met other filmmakers who seem to kind of have this thing about they have to be at a certain level and then other people have to be below them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've, almost, I've, almost I've, like autocratic leader, isn't it, then, where you just kind of yeah, do and, this, do that, do the other. And it's like, yeah. And, and, and I know that that works for some people. I don't want to be dismissive of anyone's process, if you like. But I find it, I'm very much like, how are we going to do this, guys? I know how I want to do it. 
<laughs> I tell people what I want, and then and then you collaborate with the people around you, and you make the best possible film. And that's about surrounding yourself with the right people. Now, in, in Phil's reviewing Nerdly, his, his five-star yeah. review, I should remind people, um, he says that Bennett is not so much an ex or a former anything anymore. He's a bona fide action movie star, which I think I think that's that's highest praise, isn't it, I suppose. But equally, your villain, Vinnie Jones, who, when I was a nipper, was a footballer, but now that's such a distant memory, I only know him as a movie star. So... What? What? How? How? Uh, how do you con- how do you contain someone who, throughout his football career, as far as I remember, was not controllable? Um, his personality in the public eye would tell you he's a bit of a firecracker. So, what's he? What's he like to uh, direct? And how? And and actually, what did what did he bring to the character that you wrote on the page that you weren't that you didn't know until you saw him do it? I love the idea of someone quoting me saying, "I contained Billy Jones by." I think I'd wake, wake up without my legs. Um, no, um, in all honesty, it was an amazing coup to get Billy, for real. Like, John and Diane, the producers, for anyone who doesn't know, John Adams and Diane Shorthouse, the producers of the film, they also are the CEO and MD at Evolutionary Films, the production company, and sales agents, and so forth. Um, so it was brilliant we were able to get hold of Billy, you know, and, and we had a really good chat with him before he came for the shoot. Yet again, he has his own ideas. He's a veteran of so many films Yeah, and TV it's amazing, shows. isn't it, now? His career is... So many... Uh, and I'm a big fan. Like, like, I was never a football guy. I'm still not a football guy. Doesn't matter. Uh, I, I was relieved when Charlie Brooker and David Mitchell and people started coming out and talking about how much they didn't like football. Anyway, that's that's just minus some of the well, people might I'm like. I'm not a wrestling fan, but it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> well, stop me enjoying right, Stu's right. performance on screen. Precisely. Um, all I mean by that is, I, all I'd really, before Lockstop, all I'd ever really heard about Vinny were like the headlines, right? So, so I wasn't even. I didn't try and with no disrespect, I never tracked the career, you know, that aspect of, of his course, career. Of course, yeah, 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 I can understand. Um, but Lockstock, I, I'm sure it's true for a lot of people, blew me away. Like, it blew me away as a film anyway. It's one of the best debut films of all time. I really believe that. And, and he's fantastic in it. And then he goes on to do his other great big movies, you know, um, and and smaller, you know, independent movies and lots of TV shows, like Arrow and uh, uh, Elementary and everything, right? He's done everything. And so... We had this great conversation before he came to shoot. Um, he absolutely had his own ideas, and that's fine. Uh, what I wanted to do again was absorb that experience. Like, like how, how do we? Work? You know, I've worked with a number of people, and I've worked with people of all different types. Let's be fair. Um, so I'm, I'm no newbie per se, but at the same time, he had more experience than almost everyone else on the set, barring a few people. You know, um, and I, and I welcome that. That's really important. Like, he got really well with Stu. Uh, because he'd just been working on Arrow, and I believe he'd been working with Cody Rhodes, who's a good friend of Stu. And when they discussed, like, what are you doing next? He said, you know, I'm coming, going to the UK to work with this guy, Stu Bennett, et cetera, et cetera. And Cody spoke, you know, or sung um, Stu's praises. And then he found that to be true, you know, in terms of working with him. And then, we, you know, we would discuss each scene and break it down and so forth. And one of my favourite things, for real, during the production was we'd run a scene you know, start shooting. We do take one. Most takes are fine. Yeah, most of our first takes are absolutely fine. We always do two or three takes because you know, if you have time, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, and um, what was fascinating to me was you could see Vinny between take one and take two, essentially cogitating on what was going on. And he would make specific adjustments. Uh, he wouldn't go wildly off in any other direction, but he would he would make some very specific choices 
for example, you might focus on a particular character for a bit longer or whatever, you know, give a different reaction or whatever. And it really helped me partly in the edit because I'm the editor as well. So, you know, you have a few options and most actors do this, right? But, but what I really found gratifying was that he would, he was clearly thinking about it. He was not just sitting there and doing Billy Jones, you know, which is easy. Hello, I'm the star. Let me just do me thing. Right. You know, you know, and he brought, he brought what he was going to bring to it. And that's cool too. Right. It's, but it's kind of both. Um, and then, you know, and if, if I, if I had a real specific concern, I would obviously raise it with him and we would discuss it and blah, blah, blah. So, so that was good. Like I, I knew that I could actually step in and I will say as a writer, I'm not precious. Sometimes there are a few occasional line you really want, but for the most part, I'm not precious. And that, that goes for everybody. Like I like people to, you know, when you hear it being actually acted, you go, Hey, that's a bit repetitive, isn't it? Or whatever. Right. So, so you always welcome the collaboration. Uh, but I will say, when Vinny particularly would say uh, like a whole line that I'd written, I did sort of secretly. I was kind of delighted. <laughs> I, was kind I, don't, of like, I yes! don't blame you. I don't know. You're not the. Fa- I mean, I was. I, had, <laughs> I don't uh... mean that to sound deferential, but it was. It did delight me. No, that's, that's, kind of go, that's very modest. That's, that's very modest of you. No, because I had. Um, there's a writer actor on called Elizabeth Morris who lives just not mm. far from me in Leighton, and she had. She she when she first heard Gary Oldman utter one of her lines, she was like, "Oh my god, that's Gary yeah. Oldman." Right. saying yeah. my dialogue this is mental so i think i yeah. think you look if we're not excited by it what we're we doing it for I, yeah I, I get that there's that moment that that's in the moment and to be to be fair that kind of reaction i'm talking about with giddy saying a specific line or whatever is sort of just the same as when an actor or two or whatever whoever the actors are on the screen give you a moment that you can't ask for they give you a moment you can't ask you and, and I don't know about anyone else listening in terms of directors. I don't tend to go up to someone afterwards and say, could you do that thing you did again? I like to preserve it. You don't want people thinking about, I've got to do this thing again. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Um, they'll be going, when you hold on a minute, I did a lot yeah. of things. Which thing was it yeah. that I was meant to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. You start to get into the gritty And you, what you don't want people to do, and maybe this is obvious to people listening, you don't really want the actors thinking within a take, like I'm mm. building up to that thing again. You just want them to do what they're doing. Right? Now, now, Iron so, Vengeance Retaliation is out now. How do people see the movie? Ah, they can catch it on... Uh, Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, and Microsoft. Uh, I think there will be other platforms and, and physical media in the future, but but right now it's iTunes, Amazon, Google. Well, I'm going to say it again and get it right this time. Amazon, <laughs> iTunes, Google Play, and Microsoft. Uh, can you do that again like this, please? Just can you do that thing you did? <laughs> yeah, oh no. What, what thing? I did lots of things. What are you saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> Completely then. overthinking it. So, congratulations on the film. I am Veggie Retaliation. You. Thank you for sharing some uh, some little stories there about about making the film and getting the film. Because I think I think it fascinated me the idea of taking such a big character like John Gold and giving him a new you know giving him a new you know a fresh a freshening up you know give it breathing new life into it because it would have been like you say I can imagine there would it would have been easy to go right let's dredge let's just dredge his past up let's have everybody yeah. everybody ever loved has died everybody has ever yeah. been friends with somebody else's killed him off so we can just have him picking or, off all or kinds just of... have it be well we could just have it be taciturn again and not really getting yeah, anything yeah, out yeah, of him yeah. i mean like that's easy I, I, Stu has more range than that like he really does um so again one of the delightful things about it was seeing how far you know he's done a bunch of movies between the two films and everything same as simon for the dop but again people who don't know the first vengeance film was was the dop's first movie so he's he's done a bunch of stuff between, uh, sorry feature I should say 
say feature. So for him to then come back and put so much into the sequel was amazing. Same with Stu. Well, look, it just gives me to say thank you very much for giving us your time on Britflix podcast. Thank you. It's been amazing speaking to you again. Thank you. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.